You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great show for you today. We're going to talk about some things going on in Bachelor World, and we're going to talk some other reality shows, most namely Dancing with the Stars and Survivor, and then maybe get to some sports at the very end. But we will uh, obviously get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Dame Products. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex that you'll look forward to. Use the promo code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. That's promo code REALITYSTEVE at dameproducts.com to take off 15% of your first order. Now, remember, if you any at any point forget these codes that I give out for our advertisers on this podcast, just go to the episode description and click on the links. It brings you right to those pages. So Dame Products has been a huge advertiser for the podcast, and it will be in the coming weeks as well. I first want to start out by saying that there are thoughts and prayers that need to go out to the people of Florida right now that are in the eye of this Hurricane Ian. I watched the Weather Channel for probably two hours yesterday. Like, I'm kind of fascinated by this whole thing. Also, um, I don't know if you know this, but I think people that follow me know that my niece went off to college in August. Well, she went off to college in Florida. And in a place where school was canceled this week, they had to be evacuated. And she is in a different location right now, seemingly safe. But just watching the destruction that Hurricane Ian is causing in Florida, I, you know, I want to say be safe out there, but there's really nothing people can do other than hunker down. Like, it's it's up to Mother Nature of how bad this thing gets. Nothing you can do as a human will prevent you, really, in this situation. Obviously, don't be running around outside. I don't think anyone's stupid enough to do that. But I'm just saying, like, this just, you know, you just hope that this doesn't cause as much damage as they're predicting, but... Already, what you're seeing the uh, the how high the water is getting out there in some places, like it's bad. And you know, again, thoughts and prayers go out to those people. And in a situation like this, I think thoughts and prayers is actually something you can say versus when you know some lunatic shoots up a school and you only give thoughts and prayers. Like, don't give me that bullshit. This is something where you can actually give thoughts and prayers because to people, they can't prevent this. They can't, you know. And I don't want to get in a discussion about, well, you can prevent it. You know, just stop. Let's not get into this. This isn't, a, <laughs> this isn't a gun control issue. I'm talking about Hurricane Ian. But I really, I, just watching that yesterday, I mean, it's it's terrifying watching that stuff. You know? I, you just, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in a place that's hit big time, like right in the eye of the storm and right in the eye of that hurricane. It's awful. So, again... Thoughts to everybody out there who's going through that, and I hope, you know, things are safe and your home is safe and family and friends are safe. Um, You know, not really an easy transition to get into something else after that, but we have to. The Thursday podcast today that's going to be out and up in a couple hours on the Reality Steve podcast feed is with Dave Neal, a YouTuber and a guy who's become a good friend in the last year or so, and it's always great to have Dave on. He's someone I'm probably going to have on every three to four months, I would think, 
just to kind of talk about the pulse of what's going on in Bachelor Nation. I mean, here's a guy that literally puts out four to five videos a day just talking about the topics in Bachelor Nation. And, you know, people don't know this, but you will if you listen to today's podcast. Dave and I sent a lot of voice texts to each other, and I, I could easily make a podcast just of our voice texts to each other because usually they're long, usually they're two to four minutes. And so, yeah, you don't want to thumb out a text on something like that where you have a lot of thoughts. And it's usually all, you know, Bachelor Nation related. But um, it's always great to have Dave on because I can actually have a discussion with him and again and get into just nuanced stuff and a nuanced discussion about topics in Bachelor Nation where, you know, this fan base, a lot of the fan base, especially the online fan base, looks at everything as so black and white when it comes to this franchise, when the bottom line is most of it is a gray area. Not everything is, has to be so black and white when there's a topic or a subject that comes up in Bachelor Nation. So Dave and I discuss that, and we talk about pretty much all the most recent stories in Bachelor Nation, from the Peter and Kelly breakup to Rachel and Gabby to the beginning of Paradise this week and just how interesting Paradise can get with people that you really didn't remember from the Bachelor and Bachelorette season, but always seem to have a fairly big storyline when they go down to paradise and how interesting that becomes. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we go over. So that'll be up in a couple hours on the podcast in the reality, Steve podcast feed. Moving on to the bachelor. I do have some news in regards to the bachelor and it has to do with today's one-on-one date. I can tell you now that I don't know who it's with. I'm sure I'll find out at some point today. But um, today's one-on-one date, and I don't know if you know this. Zach is from Orange County. You probably remember that from his hometown date. But I grew up in Orange County, and Zach went to Servite High School, which is a high school in Orange County that my high school played quite a bit, whether it was in football or basketball. For myself, it was basketball. I remember playing Servite on numerous occasions. Had a tough time guarding, what was his name, Adam Anderson? Adam Anderson, if you're listening to this podcast, you were a bitch to guard. I do remember that. Um, A buddy that I went to high school with, who now lives, I believe, in Anaheim as well. Or a buddy that I went to college with, that I met in college, who also went to Servite. And we had many a talks late at night at... uh, at Loyola Marymount University, talking about our high school days. Um, My boy Mike Hoffman. Hoff, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, but (laughs) anyway, um, just know that The Bachelor went to your high school. Yeah, Zach went to Servite, which is in Anaheim, California. Anyway, got off topic there. But because Zach is from Anaheim and went to high school in Anaheim, today's day portion of his date is at the Anaheim Hills Golf Course. I do know that. And I do know tonight for their after party dinner, you know, there where the whoever he's on a date with today goes to dinner, it's going to be at the Orange County Mining Company, which is an interesting place because my mom, when she got remarried in 2010, her wedding reception was at the Orange County Mining Company. So, yeah, should be interesting. Um, I'm very familiar with both the Anaheim Hills Golf Course and Orange County Mining Company. So that'll be interesting uh, once this plays out. But I would think at some point today, now, I don't think they're shutting down the Anaheim Hills Golf Course, so that is a public course. People might see them. Pictures might get out. 
if they do, then obviously I'll post them. If they don't, I'm sure I'll find out once they get to the mining company who is on this date. But I can't imagine they're shutting down Anaheim Hills Golf Course for this date. So, yeah, but look forward to that. And um, it'll be interesting watching uh, the mining company, a place I've been to numerous times um, in my life. So that's today's date. And... Yeah, the day portion, golfing. at the Well, they're going to be at the golf course. I'm assuming he's going to take whoever golfing. And then the dinner portion at Orange County Mining Company. Tomorrow, um, I believe, I, I, tomorrow's the group date where there will be an audience. So my guess is stuff will get out tomorrow. I don't know about pictures, but information will leak about what happened on that date for sure. And I will share that once I get it. And then I know the night portion of tomorrow night's date is the same place they're going to for tonight's night portion and is a place they've used numerous times in the past, which is uh, Big Daddy's Antique Shop or something. I think it's the name of the show. It's called Big Daddy's Antique Shop in L.A. It's on it's on uh, La Cienega, a uh, place I've driven by when I used to live in Los Angeles. Um, I know where it is, but um, it's they've used that place for so many post show post date after parties um yeah big daddy's on la cienega is where to uh, last night's group date after party was and tomorrow night's group date after party is going to be so pretty much got your locations uh and your dates uh, for this first week of dates so yesterday was the first group date today the one-on-one at anaheim hills golf course followed up by dinner at Orange County Mining Company, and then tomorrow will be a group date that um, the audience is allowed to attend. Um, they asked, they sent out an email to people, so there will be people in attendance going to that, and then the night portion of that is at Big Daddy's. And then Saturday will be Rose Ceremony number two. One other thing I wanted to mention in regards to what I tweeted two days ago, when I first came out with the cast and I was giving those um, notes on the cast, which was on, what, Tuesday, I had said that Gabby was a – Gabby and Greer, Gabriella, Elnicki, and Greer Blitzer both went to the University of Mississippi at the same time and were sorority sisters. I was informed after I posted that that – I had actually said that Gabriella was not only were they sorority sisters, but Gabriella was Greer's big sister. That is not true. Gabriella is a year ahead of her. They were in the same, they were in a pledge classes a year out, but Gabriella was not Greer's big sister. I was informed of who Greer's big sister was. And no need to mention their name because they're not part of the show and they don't need to be brought up and, you know, people harassing them like you guys will do on occasion. But. I do know that Greer's big sister, I was told, was also friends with Gabriella, so maybe that's why it got mixed up. And apparently Greer's big sister at the University of Mississippi is also now currently friends with Christina Schulman from Nick's season and previous Bachelor in Paradise seasons. So there you go. Kind of a six degrees of separation. It's not a huge deal. It's like whatever. <laughs> like So a contestant's this season's former big sister in her sorority at the University of Mississippi is friends with Christina Schulman. Like, not a huge deal, but just a little fun note to put out there. 
Now, I, I want to talk about Dance with the Stars a little bit. Dance with the Stars episode number two aired on Monday night on Disney Plus, as we know. And again, same take as I had last week. Like, it's obvious Gabby and Wayne Brady and Charlie D'Amelio are going to be your finalists this season. It's not even close. They're clearly the better dancers, better than everybody else. And even if they get voted into the bottom two one night, the judges will save them. That's the good part about having them now change it to where the judges can step in and be like, hey, maybe the audience isn't voting for you, but you deserve to be here. So that's why I can pretty confidently say that those three will end up in the final three just because the judges aren't going to send them home if the voting happens to land them in the bottom two. Gabby killed it again on Monday night. She's This is like right up her alley. And Dave and I kind of talk about this today on the podcast about if you're Rachel and it was already a tough enough season for you, like how tough is it? Look, she's obviously supporting Gabby and I guarantee she's happy, but there's got to be a part of her that's like, Jesus, man, everything's working out for Gabby and everything sucks on my end. You know, I had that horrible conversation with Tino that was taped at the happy couple weekend. It looked bad when we tried to talk to each other live. I had to broke off an engagement, you know, and here's Gabby still engaged, happy. Her boyfriend's in the audience. She's doing great on Dancing with the Stars. Like, you can't tell me that Rachel, not not saying that Rachel's jealous, but as Dave puts it in the podcast, you'll hear him later on today. It says like, yeah, you're you're happy, but it's almost like the person that you were competing for the promotion at work with, they got it over you. Like, you're happy for them. But you're also like, well, damn, you know, there's no way that Rachel doesn't feel that way. I'm sorry. Like, you can't feel that way when during the season, Gabby's Instagram followers pretty much doubled hers. And it's just like, it's almost like piling on her at this point. I feel bad for Rachel. You know, you could say like, well, she deserved it. Look at what she did to Tino. How she treated him. Like, look, we're not going to go down that road about who's right or who's wrong in the Rachel Tino breakup. Like, we don't know enough about it. They could have both handled it better, both discussions that they had, the Happy Couple Weekend discussion and the live finale. It's not about that. It's just about here's Rachel and Gabby, and just Gabby's star has been on the rise all season long, and now post-show she's doing this, and I'm sure Rachel is happy for her and puts on a happy face, but it's not like she's – I'm not saying she's mad about it behind the scenes or jealous about her and is really F-bombing her behind the scenes. No, nothing like that. But you can't tell me a little part of Rachel isn't like, geez, she's got it going so good right now, and here I am off the show with a broken engagement. And Gabby's got a happy, seemingly, relationship, still engaged, and killing it on Dance with the Stars. Like, come on. Let's be real here. Rachel, while she may be happy, a little part of her is like, Ugh, man, can it go any worse for me? It's just almost like a pile-on after the ending in, in the engagement. Something I noticed, and this only came across on TikTok. I saw one quick TikTok about it, so I don't know if this is now a thing in the Dancing with the Stars world and it's being talked about and it's maybe become an issue. Mark Ballas is Charlie D'Amelio's partner, and I believe Mark got married within the last couple of years or whatever, but... At the end of their dance, when they were getting their critiques from the judges and on the scoring system, literally at the end of the dance, and look, we've wa- we've watched this show for 30 seasons. It's a very sensual show. There's a lot of 
touching, not inappropriate touching, but when you're standing there with a critique, usually the dancer has his arm around his partner. Like that's normal. Whether that partner's married or not, it's normal. It happens all the time. Every season, there's usually like kisses given on because the, the pro is so proud of his dancer and what they did. He'll give them like a kiss on the forehead or a kiss in their hair, just like, hey, great job. Well, did you notice on Monday, Mark Ballas literally was standing there with his hands in his pockets when Charlie and he were getting their critiques by the judges. And then they go upstairs to get their scores with Alfonso and both of his hands are behind his back. Now, I remember in week one, he did have his arm around Charlie and he may have, you know, kissed her on the forehead like great job. But did he get did he start taking shit online? Because that's a very extreme. I've never in the history of the show seen a dancer during their getting their receiving their critiques from the judges have their hands in their pockets. Like I've never seen that. Maybe at your side, maybe you're just holding them in front of you. Like I've never seen a guy literally put his hands in his pockets. That had to be some sort of just response to maybe something that people were saying about him. And please fill me in. If you know anything about this, I want to know because I thought that was totally bizarre. He doesn't, there was nothing sexual about him putting his arm around Charlie. Every dancer puts their arm around their partner when they're getting critiqued from the judges a lot of the time. And I just, for him to stand there with his hands in his pockets and then put his arms behind his back when they're getting their score, that was really weird. And it almost seemed like he was doing it in protest of something that maybe somebody was saying online or there was some uproar online of, you know, because Charlie's 18. I don't know. But, you know, it's just the way the show is. It's not a big deal when these dancers kiss their partners on the, you know, on the head, on the on the temple after a dance like they're very proud of them. But everyone's got to turn everything into something sexual. Now, granted, look, in the history of the show, there have been plenty of pro dancers that have hooked up with their partners. I'm not saying Mark is. Shit, he better not be. Um, One, he's married. And two, she's 18. Like, it's just like, that would be a little bit creepy, for sure. I'm not insinuating that happened, but I'm insinuating that's something very weird for him to put his hands in his pockets and behind his back on Monday's episode. So, if anybody knows something, just kind of fill me in. I'd like to know if that is a thing. Or nobody picked up on it, and I, I don't know. I picked up on it because I was like, why is he standing there with his hands in his pockets? This is really weird. I've never seen that in the history of the show. I've watched every season of this show, 31, 32 seasons, wherever we're at. I've never seen a male dancer do that ever. And yeah, just bizarre. Survivor, an hour and a half episode last night. I really enjoyed the episode and it is this show really has done, I mean, it's always been a, a great show. It's obviously my favorite reality show. I've always said that since day one. It'll always be my favorite reality show of all time. And I really am enjoying getting to know the contestants way more than we have in past seasons. Like, they've really done a better job these, basically since COVID happened and they took a year and a half off, that this show is now more about learning about these contestants. Probably because they took so much shit and... Since CBS and any um, Paramount-type reality shows have to include 50% of their cast has to be BIPOC now, it's like they've made a transition to 
we need to share these people's stories. We're casting these people for a reality show, and it's a competition, and they live out on an island. But we want our audience to know a little bit more about these people. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're spending a good amount of time. Like, I feel I know a lot of these contestants already just based off of these video packages, plus what they're saying in ITMs and confessionals on the island. So that's been interesting. I really enjoyed that part of it. An hour and a half last night, I thought it was a very, I thought it was a good episode. But these early episodes, when there's still a lot of people left, obviously they're just kind of trimming the fat, so to speak. It's just like, okay, let's get down. You know, when you get down to the merge, that's when it's like, okay, now we're getting serious. These first four to six eliminations are like, okay, I mean, it's part of the show. Somebody's getting eliminated every episode, but I really liked it. I thought it was a good episode. I thought that challenge was, you know, we've seen it numerous times, the immunity challenge and the, it was a reward and an immunity challenge. Um, But, you know, going into the water and having to, pull out that snake that's 400 pounds like and then drag it through the sand like they've had something similar to that in the past i don't know if it was a snake but it was definitely a weighted thing that you had to bring out of the water and roll through the sand and then get to a puzzle you know it's uh that was definitely that had to have been tiring i gotta say so that'll wrap it up for today's daily roundup like i said in a couple hours my interview with dave neal podcast uh, number what is it 304 five or is it 306 damn it off the top of my head i don't remember is it 305 or 306 oh wait i have it right here it is on my phone 306 so 306 podcast number 306 is going to be up on the reality c podcast feed in about an hour and a half two hours so look for that again thank you all for tuning in i really appreciate it and like i said follow me on social media today I will be tweeting out and putting on my Instagram story the second I find out who is on today's one-on-one date. Maybe pictures will get out when they're at the golf course. Doubt any will get out at Mining Company, but you never know. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it, and we will talk to you tomorrow. See you!